0: Well, good morning, River West Church. Great to be with you this morning. If you don't know who I am, my name is Guy. I'm one of the teaching pastors here, and uh, this morning is a very special morning for us. It's our privilege to have Pastor No Pum all the way from Yangon, Myanmar. <laughs> no Pum is in the house. This is awesome. And he's far away from home, and it's a very different place than Yangon, very different culture, very different temperature than there. And so he's wearing his coat. He'll be in his coat up front because he told me he will not take it off because it's very cold here. And I said, well, this is payback for when we go, and it's very hot for us over there. Uh, It's a different world. It's a different culture. This morning it was raining, 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 and I got up, and I got my dog. I have a standard poodle. It's an awesome dog. You poodle haters, don't judge me. And I put a jacket on my poodle, a rain jacket, and, and I went out and, to walk the dog. And when I came back, Nopun was standing in front of the fireplace, just kind of looking at me like, we don't do it like that in Myanmar. <laughs> That's not the way we operate in our country. So he comes from a very different place, but... Isn't it beautiful that we are one in Christ? We're brothers and sisters in Christ, that the gospel transcends every barrier, every culture, every language, every difference. That's the power of the gospel. So we have fellowship and we have unity in Christ and we have unity in our mission for Christ as well. And that's just a super powerful thing. So this is a perfect time for his visit because in our study in the Gospel of Luke, Pastor Adam brought us to a passage last Sunday in chapter 10 in which Christ was sending his disciples out on mission for Jesus. And Pastor Adam did a wonderful sermon telling us about the heart of God. God's heart is for the harvest. The harvest is people. He sends out his workers into the harvest. So we're learning about being a church that is on the way with Jesus. We're walking the Jesus road, and that road, of course, will lead him to the cross, but the purpose of the cross is for the harvest. It's it's for the mission. So we're learning about these things, and we've asked Pastor Nopum to share with us from Luke. I'm going to read to you just to catch you up. Oh, Bibles. Thank you. So if you need a Bible, raise your hand. A Bible will come to you. Down the aisle, and we're going to read from Luke chapter 10. And you can catch up because I'm not going to wait for you to get that Bible. I'm just going to read it, it'll be on the screen. Luke chapter 10, just verses 1 and 2. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of him, two by two, into every town and place. Where he himself was about to go. And he said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Now, Pastor Adam did a teaching on an extended passage, but we're going to focus in on the verses 1 and 2. And No in a minute is going to come and share a thought from chapter 10 in verse 2. But before he does that, I want to give you a little context for those of you who might not know. We've been involved in a partnership with Pastor No and his church over in Myanmar for, um, so for about four or five years. Now. So going back to 2015 was uh, our first trip. There was an individual from our church, Tony Nash, who had moved to Singapore, and he met Pastor Nopum in Myanmar, and in one of their meetings, Pastor Nopum was saying, I'm praying for a partner. Do you know any church that could help us, that could partner? And Tony said, yes, I know, my home church back in Portland. Uh, I'm going to ask them. So he emailed me, and he said, would you even consider coming to Myanmar? And meeting Pastor Nopum. He's a good man. He has a good work. He has a good vision for the country. And because of our trust in Tony, uh, we said, we will go. And so the next thing you know, Christopher and I got on a plane and we flew over to Myanmar and we met Pastor Nopum and we saw his work, his heart, his strategy, the fruit that was already there the commitment and dedication all those things we said this is amazing we have to get involved so the next step we said we have to bring pastor no here so in 2016 you remember pastor no was here and he came and he shared with us and we started to get the vision he met with our elders and he gave his strategic vision he had a powerpoint presentation in my living room and he shared a vision for Myanmar and we said that's an amazing strategy so just these few years later, so much of that strategy is coming to pass and it's, it's being scaled to, to a larger vision. So we've had seven trips, I think it's seven, where we've gone over or members of our church have gone over there for teaching, training, medical mission, boarding home, visit and support. We've had seven trips and in those trips, we have starting to get more partners. So Pastor Darren from Seattle, who used to be on staff here, he planted a church in Seattle, he has come over, and he helped me in the teaching and the training there. And now last year, Christopher went with Pastor Tom from Seattle, who works with Darren and has a sister church. They've gone over together. You see how the God is expanding the work through a network of partners and friends in Christ, and it's awesome. And I'll tell you one other thing. This is amazing. I was teaching in Kigali, Rwanda, at the Bible college over there, and there was a pastor who is now in, in Little Rock, Arkansas, and he just happened to be there teaching at the same college and staying at the same place as me, and I started to tell him about the work in Myanmar. And he was very interested. And then I got back here a few months later. He called me on the phone. He said, I can't get Myanmar out of my mind he said, I think our church is supposed to be involved in Myanmar. So we just talked to him a couple days ago, and he's going to come in January to our next training with his missions pastor from Arkansas. Now this is, you can't make this stuff up. I go to Kigali, meet a guy from Little Rock. Now we're going to Myanmar together, right? So this is the Lord. He's building an amazing work together. It's very exciting to be Part of it. So we've asked Nopum to share this morning, and this is what's going to happen. I've asked him to share a little bit with us of the story of the gospel in Myanmar, uh, even before he opens this text, so that you can understand uh, the work that's happened there and that is ongoing there as Nopum takes up the baton and others take up the baton of those that have gone before, and also to share about our partnership and then to share from Luke. Chapter ten and verse two. Some of the perspectives that he has on that verse. So, would you welcome Pastor Nopum to come and share with us? Thank you. Yeah.
1: Wow. So, so many people. Oh, good morning. 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 So many people. I feel a bit nervous. So, uh, I think I will be fine. And um, yes, I'm no boom that the person you have been praying for. So I came from Myanmar, previously called Burma. So I have have a family. My elder daughter will finish uh, her university coming November. And then second daughter, she a uh, second year of university, and then my youngest son uh, is uh, only sixth grade, so 12 years old, and then I have, I have still only one wife, so <laughs> thank God. Uh, I came from Myanmar, so if you don't know where is the location of Myanmar, just find where is China, where is India, and the middle is Myanmar. So we have, uh, we, our country located in the, in the between the two giants country. Um, actually then, I, actually my native place is Chin State, the border of India. Um, I came down to Yangon. And then we Chin people, according to the history, we were never head hunter. We were never cannibal too, but very, very primitive. Is it correct, what primitive or primitive? Ah, primitive. Oh, primitive, okay. So this is the way that uh, we live long time ago. Uh, but, but we have a very, very beautiful story to tell you. So this is Jatsan, Aduniram Jatson. So he came to Myanmar since 1813 from India. He was considered as the first Protestant missionary to Myanmar so he evangelized Bama people six years but only one convert and he was almost give up but during the trial hardship prison but he translate Bible Holy Bible from Hebrew, Greek into Burmese, so that's uh, amazing. So until now, we use sun version, like a King James, but we still have to re- use. I still use. We still use. just um, Justson once, uh, when he died, when he died, uh, seven thousand believers already baptized, but he didn't see it. He didn't see them. He only saw one person. So it looks like he might think that my work failed, but actually not. So uh, nowadays, then once he said, according to the history, he tried to evangelize Bama, tribe people, but he realized very, very difficult. So once he said, it is much more easier to pick, to take a roaring lion than to convert Burma. So that's what he said. So, but he uh, one convert he saw but now uh, 8%, of, uh, 8, 8% of the population are in, uh, Christian in Myanmar. And not only just we have another missionary to Chin State. So Jassan focused on Yangon area, the middle of the country. He was put in jail in the middle of the country. Our government, our government means our previous government, military government, tried to wrap up all the history of Jassan. But we, Christians, still remember all history. And beyond that, we have another missionary came over to Chin State. There's a garrison and... East and Cope, they came to Chin they, State, uh, they share the gospel, and also they create our literature. So we use English alphabet. And because of just Sun's hard work and some other ministries, now uh, our life in Chin State much, much more developed. And then we have, uh, in Chin State, we have a movement, CCLC called Chin Christian in One Century. So uh, we evangelize to the northern Chin, uh, southern Chin people. So since 1999, we celebrate all Chin people are Christian. So because of that, because of uh, those Christianity be, uh, it happened because of Justin and the other missionaries. They have done very very hard work, so that's why we are here. I am. That's why I am here. So um, my grandmother was considered. We. My grandmother converted from Animism. Then she was considered from the fourth generation of American missionary. Then I am the third generation Christian from my grandmother. So actually I am seventh generation Christian from American missionary. So thank you Lord and thank you America. So now, uh, yes, now this is the house that we are living. And downstairs I live, upstairs worship service. Very packed, but very good for me because it takes only one minute to go up to the church. I'm very close to heaven. Actually, it's a rainy season. I, I didn't get wet any Just go up. And since 2016, 17, um, by God's grace, we have been praying for a partnership to stand along, uh, alongside and help in different areas. So we've been praying, but God provide River Church to stand along with us. And... Then specialist, uh, specific ministry that your you, we will just support, it's mainly, uh, first of all, let me show you some photos, uh, like boarding home students, this poor student. So 80 students from poor village, they came. So then uh, this is the way they have a good meal. Then this is their night service. Though they are not Christian, but they sing Christian song. But after two or three years, they, they come to faith. So this is the, the, the way they have a good meal. Then this, they are marching to the school like this. And these things can happen. It means the children can study and can have a good meal and good study because of your prayer, your support. I am the witness. And out of that, that, uh, out of that boarding home students, this lady, Sisi Min, is uh, one of the boarding home alumni. When she, she came from very strong Buddhist, her mother passed away when he was very young. Then uh, they had had, she had, had time to study at home. Her father's provide education and feed. So she said, my father looks like my mother and my father. So he take care of everything. But later, um, he heard about boarding home in myung She came to boarding home. She come to know about Jesus. Then when she reached high school final, her father passed away. So at the time, she felt, "Oh, I'm orphan now." So actually, she said, "I never think about that one day I will be uh, or an orphan." But she said she prayed that God spoke to her, "Daughter, don't feel bad. You will, uh, you will, you are not alone. So I will be with you all the time." So uh, at the time. She dedicated her life to get involved in the work of boarding home, especially helping in cooking, providing meals, and then teaching junior students. So, so now she's a really faithful believer at a boarding home. She's the fruit of boarding home that you support. God bless you. And more than that, we have another uh, ministry called um, Next. We have a lay people training school. So once a year we have, but that lay people training school, we did it locally, but we had a hard time to do, to teach locally. So we, as we partner, uh, River Witches, so Pastor Guy and Pastor Chris and Darren, they came and they help us. They support us, uh, our expenses, and also, they taught us, especially the Bible, so we were blessed by their teaching. Then, River Witches support. Now, currently, we are building a building for Patemia Youth Development Center. So, that development center is uh, next to my house, very close, our purpose is to make a platform to reach the community. So very hard time to reach in Myanmar, whenever we share the gospel, their, their response is very negative. So in order to create to have a good, effective evangelism, better to create the, the platform. So this building would be our platform, so we will conduct life, life skill training. And then we will accept local authority to use their meeting. So community, whatever, the wedding or whatever, we will accept them. And also my church service will move there. And so this is our very excited uh, thing that we are going to have. So this is fully, fully supported by Riverway Church. So now we are going to have it. And next slide. So this this is uh, the ministry of my church. Uh, Since 1993, we sent one transplanter planter to Moonstake, the border of India, uh, the border of Thailand. So when he arrived there, I told him, if you didn't see the fruit, your lifetime don't get upset. And then he said, No. Within six years, I will start a church. Ah, okay, God can do anything. But if it didn't happen, don't get upset. Then after eight years, he came, Pastor, you are right. <laughs> uh, eight years until now, I cannot see the fruit of my work. But like, uh, like uh, Justin, so he he didn't see much fruit, that the hard work he had done. Now... Uh, he got uh, cancer. So, and the good thing is the, uh, the right timing of God is when uh, he cannot work much, so his daughter the, who stands behind, she's uh, one of our boarding home alumni too. Uh, she finished university and during last summer that when uh, Professor Chris and Tom came, during this uh, LTS, she, actually she wants to be, uh, work, she wants to work at a big company to, to earn money, but during, uh, during the, uh, the LTS t- training, he got a call from the Lord. So he went to village. She continued her father's work. So it looks like uh, we, we realized that, oh, his daughter, she harvests the hard work of her father. That's what we said. So now she is doing teaching, uh, inviting kids, for kids, and give extra class. And Sunday morning, she uh, share the gospel and sing a gospel song. Though they do not believe yet, but their mouth, they sing the gospel song. So, and uh, very similar with the Justin, well, maybe he might not see, because of having a cancer, they, they don't really hope anymore, but the fruit is start growing, and his daughter is start harvesting that hard work. And then, uh, okay, next slide. So this is my church uh, ministry that now we are doing for boarding home. For boarding home means the place of evangelism and discipleship. And we will evangelize and we will disciple and we will equip and then one day they will go back and share the gospel. So that's our main uh, reason of having a boarding home. Then usually we have a youth evangelistic youth camp in different areas. So coming November, we will still have uh, to do with a, the a company, uh, nearby the boarding home, Miao meow, meow Boarding Home. So in next next month, they will have a midterm break. So, mid-time, during midterm break, out of Miao Miao boarding home, some people will visit uh, village by village and share the gospel. Then we will gather in summer and then we will conduct youth Bible camp as a group. This is our plan. Then, indigenous uh, discipleship program. Then, lay people training school, what it means, uh, LTS, that lay people training school. Every year we have. Then it means this is our purpose for or doing marketplace evangelism, lay people training to reach their own neighbors. This is our plan. Then our vision for the future is uh, training for trainers. It means uh, we will, I have been praying that that program since last six or seven years ago, but I cannot do alone. I, don't, I cannot find a partner. And uh, but now I got the right person and the right church, and the right people. So uh, T forty, we will, we will invite. I will invite leader, potential leader from different states and then bring them to Yangon and then uh, equip them and train them so that they can train and equip their people. To do evangelism. This is our main purpose. So, we will start this as the first class on coming November, coming January. So, Pastor Guy and Darren and others will come and help me. So, this is the first time. And so, starting work, Batamiya You Development Center, when we just finish, as soon as we finish, we will start life skill training with the government, one of the government department. So I already talked with them. So they will come and offer the training. Then that would be for the local. Then we will introduce the ministry to the local people. So that's our plan. And then also another thing is we want to extend a boarding home, especially into the conflict zone. So even the conflict zone, we have uh, one boarding home. So, we have the boarding home leader is the boarding home alumni too. So, she went to Rakhine State, her native place, and start boarding home with four students. So, when we talk her at the phone, even at the phone, we can hear the gun shooting voice, noise. So, but she's there. But more than that, we want to start more boarding home there. So actually, I even, I myself, I cannot visit there. Recently, before I came here, I planned to visit there. But she said, Pastor, now is not the right time to come. Because our people, Rakhine, the people don't allow us to speak Burmese language. So I cannot speak their language. So I cannot go. So this is the situation. But... There's a potential place that we can start a boarding home. And in doing these things based on the Bible that uh, the Bible said, Luke chapter 10, verse 2, the harvest is plentiful. The harvest, the Myanmar people are really open because poverty in Myanmar opens doors for evangelism if we do the right method. So there are plentiful of uh, harvest people there, ready to accept the gospel, though there are many, many uh, reject, but many people are ready to accept the gospel. So the, uh, the harvest plentiful, ready to accept, but laborers, the preacher, the workers are really, really few. That's why uh, we want to emphasize LTS training, equipping, and training pastures. So in Myanmar, we have a special term, Myanmar agricultural term, uh, sowing seed phase, sowing the seed, the, and then growing, then ripening, ready to harvest. But now, in, the harvest is ready, but in order to have an harvest, we have to start with plowing the field and seeing the, sowed, seeing the, the seed, sowing the seed. This is a hard part. So many people don't want to do that. They just want to harvest. <laughs> but they don't want to do the sowing the seed, plowing the field. But along with, um, along with uh, me, so river Riverway Church, so we are trying to do those things, not only harvesting. So we want to do the other thing. So uh, for me, based on that text, the right question is not how much you harvest. So in Myanmar, the people say, oh, this is my field, this is our harvest. So they don't want to sow the seed. But whenever they found a believer, they want to have their own member. So that's what they want. In Myanmar situation right now, it's very sad. Uh, so my question to them is, it's not how much you harvest. It means how much believer you have, how much church member you have, but how much you sow, how much you evangelize, how much you sow the seed, how much you have done the hard part. So this is my, my question to my countrymen. And then so... In order to accomplish the work of uh, harvest, you, Riverway Church, are invited, not only to do the work of harvest. So now we are like, uh, doing a boarding home, it's like a kind of harvesting. We have still more to accept. So, doing this is like a kind of doing harvesting, but not only doing harvesting, but I also invite you to come join to produce, train, and equip workers for the harvest field in Myanmar. So, you are invited not only to do the harvest, but also to train, equip, and send uh, the worker to the harvest field. So, in the, in the text, Jesus said, Pray. Uh, therefore, pray earnestly. So I, I want to I concentrate on that pray. Actually, Jesus who is omnipotent, he can do everything. But he let us pray. Uh, this is our, our opportunity to get involved in God's mission work. So but not only pray. He wants us to pray and then also to produce the worker. So that's why you river Witchers are invited not only to do the hard work, uh, the good work of harvesting, but also the hard work of training, equipping, sowing the seed in the hard ground called Myanmar. So thank you very much, Boring Home, Patria Ministry, uh, LTS, everything are happening because of your earnest prayer and because of your generosity and because of your support. So we cannot pay anything. May the Lord pay all of what you have done. So God bless you all. Thank you.
0: I I love to listen to Pastor Nopum, and uh, I could listen to him all day long tell stories and learn from his wisdom. Here's what I want to do. I want to add a little bit more uh, from Luke chapter 2 and uh, talk about some principles that, that I think that we can take away from this. But I think I first need to talk about the headline that's over everything, and that's God's heart for the harvest. Because I have no doubt that people may be here listening to this and thinking, um, you know, why why should we go? Why should Judson go to Myanmar? Why why should we travel across the ocean? Isn't this imperialistic? We're just importing Western culture into these places. This is the type of thing that people push back when when we hear the word missionary. Uh, there's a lot of pushback against that. But I want to tell you, Riverwest Church, that that's that's not our perspective. That's a secular perspective. Our perspective is a gospel perspective. Jesus sent workers into the harvest. This is Jesus, our Lord and Savior. First, he sent 12 in Luke chapter 9, the apostles. And, well, we may say, well, we're not apostles, so we don't have to go. Well, but then in chapter 10, he sent 72. <laughs> and sometimes if you read the gospel of Luke, you scratch your head and you go, who are these guys? You know, who are these people? Who are the 72? Jesus said, we need more workers, not just 12. We need 72. And we learned last week that that's a symbolic number that actually has to do with God's heart for the nations of the whole world. Jesus sends the gospel into the whole world. That's the heart of God. At River West Church, we believe in the power and the beauty of the gospel. We believe that the gospel is good news for every person, every nation, every culture, and we're sent on mission with Jesus to bring that good news to people in the world. So that's what we're doing. That's why we go to these places. That's why we go across the street or we talk to our neighbors. It's for exactly the same reason. Let me give you four words that can help us in this endeavor. Word number one is the word partner. You've already heard it several times this morning, the word partner. It's in the text. You say, wait, I didn't see that in Luke chapter 9. Oh, but it's there. Take a look again. Luke chapter 10. Excuse me. Luke chapter 10. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others, and he sent them on ahead of him. How? Two by two. He sent them in twos. He sent them in partnership to go. The method of Jesus is always to send those who go out with the gospel and to send them with a partner. That's the way that it is. We can always do more together than we can as individuals. Here's one of the things I've learned, and I'm learning more and more and more in my life as a Christian pastor, and that is the power of partnership. Power of partnership. The fact that we have the privilege of going to Myanmar and working with Pastor No Pum and his amazing leaders and the things that are happening there is, is an incredible thing. I was watching slides earlier and I got tears in my eyes because I was thinking, I just can't believe that we actually get to do this. We get to be a part of this. Did you hear what he said about these workers that have gone out into conflict zones? Rakhine State. One of the big conflict zones of the world right now. And there's actually students going out, young workers going out from the LTS training, going into the conflict zone, bringing the gospel, bringing the good works of Jesus into that conflict zone. We could never go there. In fact, No Poom can't even go there. <laughs> even Nopum can't go. Okay? But somebody can go. And the fact that that person can go and we're in partnership with them, It's an amazing privilege. It's so great. But that's the power of partnerships. So Pastor Adam told you that we're going to Egypt. So next month, uh, I will go, Pastor Adam will go, and then Pastor Darren from in Seattle, he used to be on staff here, he planted a church in Seattle, and now he's getting roped into everything that we do. (laughs) So he goes to Myanmar. So now I said, hey, Darren, you know, I'm going to go to Egypt, and um, I think you should go to Egypt. So the next thing you know, he's like, I guess I'm going to Egypt. Um, So we're going to go to Egypt. And the reason we're going to Egypt is because of partnership, because there's a man named Camille Khalid, who is an Egyptian man who has lived in Portland for like 30 years, but he's been doing from here, going back into the Arab world and doing ministry in the Arab world. And he's been asked to actually be in charge of a Bible college seminary in Assut, Egypt, where they have decided their mission now is to train church planters to go into the 22 nations of the Arab world and to plant churches. And so uh, I got connected with him, the Friesans who go to our church have supported him for years, and they said, we think you ought to meet this guy. So we sat down and we met and um he said, you know, I understand that maybe you could come and help with something like this. This is kind of the thing that you do. And I said, absolutely. Uh, I, we would love to do that. And he said, can you come next month? <laughs> come in July. I said, uh, sorry, my wife's giving a kidney next month. Can't, can't do it that month. Can you come in October? Okay, we'll come in October. So now we're going, and think about this. How crazy is this? We get to go, I go as your representative to suit Egypt to train pastors and leaders to go into the Arab world and to plant churches for Jesus. How crazy is that? I could not do that. You can't do that. But there are people who can do that. And through the power of partnership, we're able to do something that's actually incredible. Can you see that? African New Life, it's the same thing. It's the power of partnership. We have partners here in the city of Portland. It's the power of partnership, and I love that. But the word number two is the word prayer. Partnership is one, prayer is two. And so in verse two, he said, the harvest is plentiful, the laborers are few. Therefore, pray, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers. Now, everything that happens that's good and that is of gospel power happens because it's God's power at work. It's not us. It's God's power, okay? And so prayer releases the power of God. We need to be a praying church. We need to pray for the work of God. And brothers and sisters, when we pray, let's pray and expect a miracle, I'm telling you, let's pray and expect miracles. If you pray for someone to be healed, I want you to expect a miracle. Pray and expect that they will be healed. Pray for miracles. God does miracles. You know, think about this. How amazing is it that, did I tell you, I I think in this service I haven't told you yet, but I was in Kigali teaching the African New Life Bible College. There was a pastor there also teaching another class He's from Little Rock, Arkansas. And we were connecting and talking, and I started telling him about Myanmar and the work we're doing in Myanmar. And he said, That's really interesting. And then he came back to the US, and we stayed in contact. And two months later, he called me. He said, I think that God wants us to go to Myanmar. I, I think that we're supposed to get involved. And so we just, Nopum and I just talked to him on the phone just three days ago. And he said, I'm coming. <laughs> In January, I'm coming with my mission pastor, and we're going to come and we're going to see this work in Myanmar. And I thought, how weird is that, that I met a guy in Kigali from Little Rock, Arkansas, who's now going to Myanmar, right? I mean, isn't that amazing? And that's God. That's God answering prayer. These are miraculous things. And so, brothers and sisters, pray and expect a miracle. Now, pray for your own life of witnessing Christ to others. Pray that God will give you words to speak, not just across the world, but across the street. You know, sometimes it's more difficult for us to go across the street and talk to our neighbor than it is to go across the world and to go to Myanmar. You know, you'd rather get on a plane and go to Myanmar than to go talk to your neighbor. Hey, we live in Portland, right? I mean, it's tough here. There's pushback here in Portland as well. And so pray. Pray that God will do a work and that God will turn us into those workers. Word number three is the word wisdom. Wisdom. We need an enormous amount of wisdom to do what God has called us to do. Take a look at Luke chapter 10 and in verse 3. Go your way. Behold, I am sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. Can we just hover on that verse for a minute and think about that? That doesn't sound very nice to me. It's like, Jesus, did you just say I'm sending you as a lamb in the midst of wolves? Yes, that's what Jesus said, all right? That sounds like tough going. It sounds risky, and it is. Now, there's a parallel passage in the Gospel of Matthew where Jesus fills in a little bit more of that message. If you look at Matthew 10 and verse 16, "...behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves, so be wise as serpents and innocent as doves." Beware of men, for they will deliver you over to courts and flog you in their synagogues. You will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake to bear witness before them and the Gentiles. When they deliver you over, do not be anxious how you are to speak or what you are to say, for what you are to say will be given to you in that hour. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. What do we need? We need wisdom. We have to be as wise as serpents, but as harmless as as doves. Why? Because there will always be opposition to the gospel. We need wisdom. And we need God to, to show us how and to show us what to say. Let's pray for that. Now, I want to show you a, a photo of, of a man. And uh, this is, uh, pronounce his name again. Puzo, yes. Okay, this is Puzo. I met Puzo a few years ago on a trip to Myanmar. Uh, I was... Pastor Nopum introduced me. And I was told that Puzo was, was going to start a church in his home. And I have the next photo is a, a picture of, of the home. And there he is. This is rainy season. <laughs> uh, there he is in front of his house. And uh, so they've been meeting there for about a year with 20 Christians. And the church meets in the home. That's the way we have to do it in Myanmar. And, but it's illegal. So <laughs> meeting for a year. Last Sunday, during worship service in his home, he got a phone call from the local authority, and the local authority said, you must stop. It's been reported that you're worshiping in your house. You must stop right now. This is illegal for Christian worship. This is illegal. You must stop. And they said, we will not stop. And they continued to worship the Lord. And then Pastor Nupum told me just a few days ago he got the update that the local authority said, we're going to put you on trial. And so tomorrow, he will be put on trial by the local authority for having Christian worship in his home. Okay? Now, I'm telling you this for a couple reasons. One is because we really need to pray for this man and his wife. Uh, it could it could cost them a lot. The, his wife has a job um, as a midwife and... Uh, they could be driven from the area so that the local authority can banish them from the village and and send them away. And I asked Nopum, well, if they they send them away, then what's going to happen in that house? And and Nopum said the Christians will continue to meet there and they'll continue to worship. That's what's going to happen. Jesus said, I send you as lambs in the midst of wolves. Many are open to the gospel, but many are not. And there is opposition. So what do we need? We need wisdom. We need wisdom. We have to be as wise as serpents, but as harmless as doves. We can't retaliate. The love of Christ conquers. So we need wisdom. So we need to pray for Puzo. They'll have wisdom that when he's on trial, Pastor Nopum said, I wish I was Eric, I would stand with him in his trial. But he needs to have the words to share, and he needs a lot of wisdom in that moment. And everything that happens in Myanmar requires a huge amount of wisdom. Even this building that we're helping to build, this youth development center, requires wisdom. Why is it two blocks from No Poom's house? Because it's taken 20 years for No Poom to get favor of his neighbors. He has favor with his neighbors. So they don't report him to the authorities. They don't make a problem because he has the wisdom to have a good relationship. So this This building has to be close to the house. Why? Because the neighbors know him. So this was wisdom. Build bridges to the community. Have a platform. Invite the community in to use the building. That requires wisdom. You see, do we need wisdom in Portland? (laughs) We need wisdom right here. As the culture turns against the gospel, we need wisdom right here. Pray for workers. Pray for wisdom. Partnership. Prayer, wisdom, and I have a fourth word for you. It's actually two words <laughs> do something. Do something. Pray, but don't just pray. Pray and do something. You have to do something, you have to take action. You have to go across the world or across the street. That's what God calls us to, and it means stepping out of our comfort zone. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to have a worship service in your house with 20 people singing praises to Jesus when the government authority is going to call and say, you will be arrested. That's uncomfortable. We have to do something. It's uncomfortable to go to your neighbor and to build a relationship and to say, yes, I'm a Christian and this is what I believe. It's uncomfortable. We have to do something along those lines. It's uncomfortable, to be honest with you, to go to Egypt, to go to a suit Egypt, We'll go to Cairo, and we'll get on a train for five hours down the Nile to the city of Suit, which is the birthplace of the Muslim Brotherhood. And we're going to be there training. And it was kind of interesting because Camille was showing a slideshow, you know, of this place. And he says, oh, here's the bookstore. He showed a slideshow of the bookstore. He said, it's a miracle. We were able to start a Christian bookstore in this storefront, and it's completely a clerical error. They applied for a permit to put in a Christian bookstore, and the person reading the request assumed that it was a Muslim bookstore and approved. And then later said, wait, (laughs) this is a Christian bookstore. He already approved it. Too late. So total miracle, clerical error. So he showed me, here's the storefront, here's the books. It's a Christian bookstore in a suit, Egypt. And then he said this. He said, and you know what? He said it's actually more dangerous to be in that bookstore than it is to be in the church. And I was thinking, well, how dangerous is it to be in the Bible college, (laughs) you know? He doesn't think about these things. He just goes, you know? And so, yeah, we go into these situations that are a stretch. They're a little bit uncomfortable for us. But you can't do the work of the harvest without doing something. You have to step out. You have to Take action. These are the things that Christ calls us to. Now look, what are we le- learning in, in the Gospel of Luke? This is the church of Christ on the way with Jesus. We're on the road to Jesus. Where's Jesus going? To Jerusalem in the Gospel of Luke. What's going to happen in Jerusalem? He's going to the cross. What's going to happen after the crucifixion, resurrection? This is the way of Jesus. And now he calls his followers into the way of Jesus, the way of wisdom and humility, to be wise yet harmless, no retaliation, the way of sacrifice, the way of caring for others, the way of believing in the truth of the gospel and the goodness of the gospel and wanting to share it with others. That's the way of Jesus. That's the way of River West Church. It's the way of Pastor Nopum and his ministry and these amazing partners that we have. It's a beautiful thing.